Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There are plenty of intriguing stories. Certainly one of the bigger trades this offseason involved the team that is covered by my next guest, the Seattle Seahawks trading for Jamal Adams. The Seahawks always seem to be a team that that has some noteworthy things going on in the offseason, and they get things going against uh, Atlanta in Atlanta on Sunday. That's that's where they're getting their season started. Not an easy start to the season at Atlanta, then uh, New England, Dallas. Um, don't play a division game until after the bye week. So a bit of a strange ke- schedule for Seattle. So we'll dive into that and a whole lot more with my next guest. He covers the Seahawks for SeattlePI.com. Uh, Ben Arthur joining me right now on CBS Sports Radio. Ben, good to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, it's great to have you. And I guess we'll start. Let's start with Jamal Adams. How is Jamal Adams fitting in so far in Seattle? I know there's been no preseason game, but it's been very limited as to what they allow people to even into practice, let alone see at practice. But from what you can gather so far, how is he fitting in? Yeah, it's. It's been, you know, a pretty seamless uh, transition from from all indications from from Pete Carroll, from you know Russell Wilson, some of the players, and Jamal himself. He's really fit in really nicely. I know uh, Jets uh, defensive coordinator Greg Williams, you know, a few weeks ago was saying something about how you know Jamal might get bored in in, in the Seattle's in Seattle's defense because they don't um, have as many com- uh, complex concepts and whatnot, but. Jamal definitely doesn't look bored um, in this defense. One of the most apparent things is just the energy he brings on a day-to-day basis, you know, just watching practice from afar, you know, how he barks, um, you know, with the offense and, uh, you know, the plays he makes, the blitzing capability is obviously something that the Seahawks are high on, Um, you know, very versatile player and all pro talent to help. Um, you know, Bobby Wagner in that defense, which kind of struggled last season. So, um, you know, for all indications show that, you know, he, he's going to have a tremendous impact on, on this defense in 2020. So, Ben, where are we at contractually with Jamal? Just I, I know that that was a big deal with him and the Jets is that he wanted a new contract. And now he's sitting and he's watching a lot of guys who were drafted around him, you know, Christian McCaffrey and – and uh, Deshaun Watson yesterday, uh, Tredavious White was a 2017 rookie. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes. A lot of rookies that are that are at his level, that Pro Bowl, All Pro level, getting paid. What's what's been kind of the the discussion or the back and forth with the Seahawks about taking care of that? Yeah, so the, the Seahawks have been you know pretty quiet on that front. You know, when, when the trade went down, there were reports from you know the NFL Network about 
Um, you know, the Seahawks wanting the the, uh, the Seahawks and Adams coming to an agreement that they kind of revisit talks after the season. But you know, you you look at the the guys that are getting paid, like like the ones you mentioned, and you know, guys in the in at the safety position like him. Um, you know, continuing to you know set the market. You know, Buda Baker from the Cardinals um, just kind of reset the market slightly, um, like a week or two ago. So. You know, from a financial standpoint, you'd think the Seahawks would want to get a deal done sooner rather than later, um, you know, just because that price is going up. And, you know, regardless, Adams is going to, you know, uh, probably he's going to reset the market, right? So, you know, from from a financial standpoint, you probably want to get that done sooner rather than later. But there's been no indication that, you know, there's been movement on that front. Um, You know, they've kind of maintained that um, that's going to be addressed later. Um, and by later, it, it sounds like it's just going to be um, after the season. That's at least where it stands right now. Ben Arthur, Seattle, PI.com, joining me. He covers the Seattle Seahawks. Ben, Jadeveon Clowney goes to the Tennessee Titans, and, of course, he played last year in Seattle. Are folks up in Seattle disappointed that the Clowney trade really only got one kind of injury-marred season out of him, or did it feel like a bit of a free roll anyways because they didn't give up much to get Jadeveon Clowney? Yeah, I think if if you ask fans, you know, they're kind of in two camps, right? There, there's one camp saying that finally, you know, the Jadeveon Clowney sweepstakes are over, um, you know, because it's, you know, it's been, you know, four, five months since, you know, free agency officially began in March. And, you know, some people were just sick of hearing it. Oh, is he coming back? You know, is he not coming back? It was kind of just this roller coaster for some people. But then, yeah, like the, there, there are other people that are, you know, kind of disappointed that this was only – you know, a one-year thing, you know, they, you know, it's kind of well-known how the Seahawks sort of leased the, the Texans um, in that deal um, last August. But, but yeah, it's, um, you know, with, with Clowney, I think, you know, when you look at it, you know, from a roster standpoint, you know, I'm not sure that, you know, the Seahawks are better w- without him, you know, um, you know, such a disruptive player. You know, obviously the sack numbers aren't what you'd, expect from, you know, an, a, a premier edge rusher, but, you know, one of the most disruptive players in the NFL, one of the best run stuffers coming off the edge and just the impact that the double teams he drew and, you know, making plays for other guys, you know, the, the D line, the, the pass rush for the Seahawks is really still up in the air. So, you know, you know, not being able to get clowny back, you know, a lot of people see as kind of a, a disappointment and you look at the reported, you know, number, that he's going to the Titans on, you know, one year, 12 million can reach 15 million with incentives. You know, that's something that the Seahawks definitely could have afforded. You know, they were, they, they were kind of unwilling to sort of break the bank, so to speak on Clowney, even though they wanted him back. So, um, you know, he's, he's obviously gone now. And um, I think, yeah, there, there is some frustration from fans, um, but, you know, I, I think the Seahawks, you know, general, uh, John, general manager, John Schneider and coach Carroll, they always, you know, kind of maintain that they, they weren't going to, you know, move heaven and earth to get Clowney like it was going to be at their price. And obviously he, he didn't want to come back at their price. So that's kind of what it is. Ben Arthur, SeattlePI.com, joining me on CBS Sports Radio. So I'm curious, Ben, is there, is there any impatience right now from Seahawks fans? And it sounds strange to say because they've been one of the most successful teams over the last 
you know, decade or so since Pete Carroll got there, certainly since Russell Wilson got there as the quarterback. They're, you know, they're an above 500 team every year. Most year they win double-digit games, and yet they haven't made it past the divisional round of the playoffs since the Super Bowl that they lost to the Patriots on the Malcolm Butler interception. What's the temperature in the city right now with the team when it comes to just making deep playoff runs again with one of the best quarterbacks in the league and one of the most successful head coaches of the last decade? Yeah, you're, you're, you're kind of hitting, hitting it right on on the money, you know, Sean. I mean, there, there is a lot of external pressure on the Seahawks to get over the hump, you know. The, the Se- well, obviously, Seahawks fans have a very high standard for, you know, what they expect here, obviously, with what the Legion of Boom did here, um, you know, last decade. But, but yeah, I mean, you, you look at kind of where they are right now. You know, Russell Wilson is in his prime. There's a lot of pressure to surround him with as many weapons as possible to get him the best offensive line possible. And then also for the defense to be kind of good enough to help the offense get over the hump. This was a top 10 offense last year, but the, the defense was in the bottom third of the league last year. So that's kind of, you know, why getting a Jamal Adams was so big. Russell Wilson was saying during, you know, the off season at, at the Pro Bowl, he was like, I, he, he kind of put pressure on uh, John Schneider, you know, saying, Hey, you know, we, we need superstars. That's kind of, that's basically what he was saying. Um, and that there is pressure um, you know, the, you know, when a quarterback is in, in his prime, there is that that small window of time you have, and obviously that window can be so fleeting in the NFL. And you know, Coach Carroll, he's not going to be here forever. He's the oldest coach in the NFL at 68, so there is a lot of pressure, um, you know, from the outside on the, the Seahawks to make you know a deep Super Bowl, uh, to to make a run at a Super Bowl, and and it starts this year. The Seahawks feel that they have, you know, a Super Bowl contending team. You know, obviously some people hope that they would have added, they could have added Jadeveon Clowney back, you know, maybe made that a top five defense. But regardless, you know, the the hope is to make a deep, deep run. Like the, you know, one getting, just getting in the playoffs or like getting to the divisional round isn't, isn't going to slide anymore. So there's, there's a lot of kind of pressure on that front. Hey, Ben, last one before I let you go. we got about a minute. I'm curious how big a storyline it is in Seattle that there will be – I don't know if Seattle's having no fans or minimal fans like some of these stadiums, but at the very least it's going to be a whole lot fewer fans than normal, considering that that's maybe the best home field advantage in all of football. How big a storyline has the lack of fans in the stadium been heading into the season? Yeah, I, I think it is a storyline. I mean, I think the Seahawks have kind of done their part in sort of, you know, down downplaying that. I mean, you know, all the all the teams are going to have sound, what it sounds like the kind of the same um, sound noise, the the fan noise, the the virtual noise, and um, historically, yeah, the, the Seahawks, you know, it has been you know really great home field advantage, the twelfth man, and all that, but. Um, you look at the last couple seasons, the home field advantage, or per- particularly last year, the home field I- advantage wasn't really showing. They actually did better on the road than they did at home. Um, so maybe that was just a fluke thing. But um, so, 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 yeah, I mean, it, it is a storyline. But, you know, with, you know I think it, it is, it is going to be, you know, interesting um, kind of how that all uh, you know, plays out. The Seahawks can be, you know, competitive regardless. But, um, but yeah, it, it's 
I don't really have a great answer for you, Sean. But yeah, um, but <laughs> yeah it's gonna it's just gonna be fascinating to see how all that works because um, you know the the Seahawks do have you know such a great fan presence here. Yeah, no doubt. Ben Arthur, SeattlePI.com, joining me on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Ben, I really appreciate you making time on a Sunday. Go ahead and enjoy next Sunday and the rest of the season. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Sean. You have a good one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.